Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name's Phil Nasons. He's Antonio Darkangelis, and we're here to talk DFS golf for this week. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much. Looking forward to a week of golf in uh, in L.A. We got the Oscars over with, and uh, now it's on to some golf. You brought up the Oscars. I haven't even seen them. I don't even have time for that. But uh, a lot of people ask me about betting the Oscars. I, I have someone I could ask, but I choose to spend my time with that person in other ways. But uh, in other discussions we have. But um, the Genesis Open is this weekend. It's unlike last week where there aren't any, well, there is a pro-am, but it's not part of the tournament. How did you do last week? I did okay. Uh, had a few guys fade on Sunday with, with that rough weather that we had come through. Matthew Fitzpatrick had a terrible Sunday. He was right in position, had a terrible Sunday, so that didn't play out too well. Um, and we saw Phil really shine through, which we, we weren't really on him as much as the field was, so that kind of hurt us a little bit. But, hey, you just got to get right back on the horse, and this is the course to do it. Well, of course it is. You know what? You mentioned Phil Mickelson, and one of the reasons we faded him is because all these DFS experts who aren't writers at Win Daily Sports were fading him, and we kind of got caught in the noise. And that's something I talk about in my book, um, and I'll be talking about in my new book, Betting Baseball. Fading the noise is the most important thing, and there's a lot of noise out there, but well, there's this tournament here. This tournament here is going to separate the men from the proverbial boy, so to speak, because this is a very interesting course, the tight fairways. You have to be able to putt. You have to be able to hit greens in regulation. And this brings about an entirely different cast of names, right? Well, first of all, we have a lot of these European golfers coming over, and it's a stacked field. I mean, most of the top 40 golfers in the world are here playing this week. Uh, including the number one, the number two, the number three. I mean, Rory McIlroy, uh, Brooks Kepka uh, just got knocked out of the number one spot by McIlroy, so he's looking to regain that. Just a completely stacked field. And because of that, we have a lot of guys who are proven performers down in like the 7 to 9K range in that middle, in that middle range with some, some really amazing values under 8K. So, it could be fun. I mean, I'm going to do a little balance. I'm going to do some stars and scrubs lineups in my multi-entry GPP, and I'm going to do some more balanced uh, lineups as well with focusing on guys in that 8K range. Yeah, see, I'm thinking about balanced also. You know, last week I had the winner. I had four guys miss the cut, and I cashed on my lineup because I had the winner and the second and the runner-up. But my goodness, golf is interesting because you have to have a very short memory. And you have to understand the surface, the the conditions, the golf course itself. It's kind of like tennis in a way. You know, you can look at a tennis result and say, wow, he's pretty good. He serves a lot of aces. And then he goes on clay and he can't. You know, there's reasons for that. Just like this course, there's reasons why someone like a Carlos Ortiz, for example, would be a popular play where we wouldn't probably use him in other places, right? Yeah, um, the lefties farewell here. I mean, you're going to hear the word Kakuya probably 500 times during the course of the, the, the coverage uh, this week. Jim Nance loves to say it. But we really can't understate the impact that it has. Kakuya grass is like a native African grass 
they they brought it to uh, to Riviera for basically for uh, polo, and it kind of took over. And they said, well, rather than fight it, let's let's u- utilize it. It does really well in California, and it's a great. It's the, all the surface that they have in the in the fairways and the rough, and we're playing on Poana greens. Uh, Kukuya has been described as Bermuda on steroids, and some guys really like it because it gives great lies in the fairway, but it can create some problems in the rough. You see a lot of bomb and gouge type of golfers like Bubba Watson and Phil uh, winning here multiple times. I mean, Bubba's won here three times. Our, our Bubba's won the Masters three times, and, and Phil's won it a couple times. And you see them, their previous winners here because they really can handle that kind of like bombing out there, get get it out there, and then do whatever you need to do around the greens to scramble for some pars. That's why Bubba Watson has won this tournament twice in the past five years. Yeah. He's a favorite. Do you like Bubba Watson? Well, I think that if he's going to be super high-owned, I'm not into him because the price is outrageous. I mean, the price on Bubba is completely outrageous, and just because he's won here twice doesn't even necessarily mean he's going to make the cut this year. The field is stacked. I don't like his price point. In comp- I mean, Brooks Kepka's is $200 cheaper on DraftKings. I mean, give me the number two golfer in the world uh, just because of his, his sheer talent um, in GPPs. In cash games, I don't have any problem with playing Bubba. I just don't think he's going to win here. Okay. Because Paul Cantley is also $200 more. And Dustin Johnson is, is what? He's $400 more on DraftKings. But you know what, Bubba? It's hard to fade a golfer named Bubba. How many golfers named Bubba do you know? Yeah, it's it's tough to fade him. I mean, I, I guess I'll probably be happy if I'm around where the field is um, or slightly under. But I don't think I, it's, he's not a lock play for me. And I just, I just have a hard time rostering him. Right, I get it. But you know who I don't have a hard time rostering? Roy, Rory McIlroy. You know, I've heard stories about him because he used to date a tennis player, right? But uh, yeah. and we're not gonna we're not gonna say any of those here on this show. She just retired. She did. Well, I thought you know what? Honestly, I I, I hosted a show called This Week in Tennis, and we used to dog on her because her being Caroline Wozniacki, in case you were wondering, because we could never figure out how she became number one in the world without winning a major and without having a forehand. I mean. It's kind of kind of hard, but Rory McIlroy, he used to date her. Now I guess he's happier. I think I would be too, and uh, he's a favorite here. Can he handle this course? Yeah, he can. I mean, he's got the game to do it. Uh, you know, a lot with Rory comes down to putting. If he's making putts or if he's not. Same same with Dustin Johnson. A lot of these these big hitters. Uh, but Rory's really good in that 175 to 200 yard approach range, and that's one of the, the focus stats this week. Um, the par fours that, that that play like 450 to, to 500 yards, those long par fours, um, that's kind of important this week as well. And you know, Rory's just coming in, and he, he I, I think he can smash. So I'm I'm ready to 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 use him in a bunch of my lineups, probably around 40 to 50 percent of my multi-entry GPPs. And I'll have Cantlay and and Kepka probably around that same percentage. That makes sense. Now you brought up some stats. Now these are the ones that I wrote down that I think are important. You tell me if we should add to, subtract to, or if they're just noise. 
par four scoring between 450 and 500 yards. Bogey avoidance. Opportunities gained. Um, Greens in regulation. Scrambling. And the proximity between 175 and 200 yards because of those long par fours, right? Yeah. um, I actually have to update some of the focus stat categories on my article because Mm -hmm. I had some of the ones posted from last week. Uh, But, yeah, and and I definitely think just ball striking in general, so strokes gained ball striking and strokes gained around the green are a couple of stats that that pop for me. Um, When I was doing my models, I built one of the, the the models that just has those like four or five, the five main ones I'm looking at. And, you know, you see a lot of these studs popping, but there's been some, there's some value plays in there too that I was surprised to see and guys that normally like playing in GPP. So that's, that's good. Oh yeah. You know, the name I like the best, Sergio Garcia at $7,800. Yeah. It's super cheap. Super cheap. You know, Adidas blew it years ago with that commercial opportunity that they had when he hit that approach shot up the hill and he's running to watch it. And Adidas dropped the ball because they usually do. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, we can talk about some of the, I mean, the elite plays are, you know, they're there. You Mm -hmm. know, I listed a few and you're going to have to mix and match some of those guys. But when it comes down to those value plays, uh, you know, I really like Eric Van Royen. Um, I use him a lot in GPPs, and I, lo- I like his combo of uh, elite ball striking and distance. And, he's, you know, he's not the best player on the green. But I think he's an X-factor, and I'm going to be using him in my, in my GPPs, and I've used him in some uh, majors, and it's worked out well. Because he can go low, he's got the game to do it. It's just a matter of whether or not he's rolling in some putts. Um, another going to be very popular player this week is Carlos Ortiz. Um, he puts well in Poa Annua and uh, he, he ranks well in that, that par four is 450 to 500 category that we talked about earlier. So there's a, there's a couple of big names who are under 7K that I like that can help fill out some of your lineups. Yeah, those are good names. You know, somebody told me a long time ago, if you want to find out who's going to win a tournament, find the guys who practice where their home course is the same surface, the same type of grass is the putting greens because you drive for show and you putt for dough and this tournament the genesis open is all about driving for show but putting for dough right yeah i kind of i i i would there's a lot of p's to watch this week you have patience because Mm -hmm. you have to wait to to get your opportunities power that's important you're going to need power off to precision you know that comes in the ball striking and uh, position, because you can't be above the hole in a lot of these spots. And if you find yourself out of position, you got to get back in position. Um, guys, guys have talked about this a lot, uh, Graham McDowell especially. Um, it's important that if you do miss the green, you need to kind of get that putt into a makeable spot. Even if, it's, even if it's 10 to 15 feet, sometimes having an uphill 10 to 15 footer is, be- is better than having one of those side hill lies. That makes sense. But when you look at this lineup and this field and the prices at DraftKings, and I'm using DraftKings pricing whenever I reference a player, there are a lot of good names under 8,000. Kevin Na, Charles Charles Howell III, Max Homa could play well in this tournament. 
Yeah. And and you know who else I kind of like? I, I, I do. I like Nick Taylor again this week. I, I don't know why other than the 7,200, but he's hot. And this is a course he might do all right on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him. Uh, I, he wasn't one of the names that I had last week, so I, I missed the boat there. Um, but yeah, in that that seventy five hundred to eighty five hundred range, I mean, you got Justin Rose at eighty five hundred. That's that's a steal. That's a steal. Um, he's yes. a great, G, great GPP play, especially because he missed the cut at the Farmers. Um, so maybe some of the uh, game log watchers are going to see that and think, ah, I'm not going to bother with him. He's, he's, he's out of form, but he finished tied for fourth here last year. And he's a, he's a pretty solid top 10 bet and he's got winning upside. Another guy, eight uh, K Sung JM, the, the hardest working guy on tour. He plays in just about every event. He's got really good numbers on Sork's gain around the green. And, you know, I'm not too concerned with him missing the cut here last year. I think that'll keep some of the ownership off. And we've seen guys uh, fare poorly here as first-timers and then figure this course out pretty quickly um, with a little bit of practice. Um, going down to probably the biggest price drop I've ever seen, uh, we got an $1,800 weekly price drop for Brandon Grace from 9300 last week to 7500 this week on DraftKings. And, you know, he's a South African golfer, and he's going on record. He likes his track. It's really similar. Uh, the Kikuyu grass is, is, is native turf for him. Um, and we can take advantage of the soft pricing this week to, to, to roster some of these guys. And, you know, just real quick about the, the pricing on, on DraftKings this week. Man, they're, they're, they're going after the big money from DFSers this week because the $20 buy-in in that enormous event, because of the, because of the number of teams, viable teams you can build, you're just going to want to build so many teams, and you can go broke if you do that in the twenty dollar thing. I mean, if you, if you if you just keep building teams, twenty bucks before you know it, you got twenty five teams. That's five hundred bucks of investment. Now, if you've got the bankroll, you can do it. But I'm personally going to go for some of the smaller tournaments. They're they're decent sized fields, but just trying to take them down. That means um, fit like max entry on some of the 50 cent tournaments and dollar tournaments where you can get 20 teams. Go for some of those. It, it, it's really a good opportunity to, to thumb your nose at DraftKings a little bit in those, those major events. And who knows, maybe they won't fill and they'll get back, back to some of the $5 tournaments that we like a little bit better than these enormous $20 buy-ins. You know, that's good advice too. A lot of times guys shoot for the, try to hit the home run, you know, so to speak. And it's awfully tough to beat a bankroll. You know that's how that's how the guys win the big money. They they max enter, they have their core, and then they fill them in around everybody else, and that's how they win. And that that's the way it is. It's not like sports betting. Now, let me see. I have a couple of names here that I want to buy. Jim Furyk. Now he's seven thousand. This is the type of course that Jim Furyk, who played pretty well last weekend. You know, that was an awful high cut line, but he did play well. He finished under par, and he's got a good shot in this tournament, I think. This is his, this is his type of course. Well, it's all, short, it's all short game for him, though, because, again, he's going to have to be hitting approaches from probably 25 to 40 yards longer than the big hitters. <clears throat> um, so we have to watch that a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, on that 100 to 125 uh, proximity range, on some of those 
shorter approaches, he'll be fine. I just worry about some of the longer par fours. Uh, if he's got, if he can keep it up with some of the big boys. But sneaky play again because of last week, you're going to see low ownership. So a good GPP play, not somebody I would go to in cash. No, not at all. Um, Francesco Molinari is uh, seven thousand. Also, another European golfer who probably will fare well in this event. He could. Um, he's a guy who I like to play when he's heating up because once he gets hot, he tends to stay hot for three or four weeks. Um, so I haven't done a lot of digging on, on Molinari this week, but the price is certainly right, and I wouldn't have any objections to using him in, in, in some tournaments as well. Well, that's what you have to do. You have to dig for these low-owned value plays so you can load the deck with some of these other guys. Now, when you look at the top of the list here, Tiger Woods is a sentimental favorite. Tiger Woods isn't going to do anything in this tournament, is he? Well, he could. Uh, the weird thing is, you know, he's played this more than anybody. Mm -hmm. He's made 13 starts here. He That's doesn't his have own any course, victories. right? He doesn't have any victories. Uh, um, but he's got... He's got some top fives, and this could be the week he this could be the week he wins. I mean, I'm gonna have to have shares of him. I can't fade Tiger. I always have a hard time doing it. I, um, I have again, no problem cash, fading Tiger Woods. Not a cash game play. Again, we're talking if if we're talking tournaments, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have shares of him, but you can't play him in cash because he's just too expensive. Um, it's a tough course to putt. Um, and you're going to need guys who can make some putts. Uh, Tiger can get high with the putter, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I would consider him. Um, what do you think of Matt Kuchar? See, Matt Kuchar's name, too. Matt Kuchar is the type of golfer who could excel in an event like this. My, my trouble with Matt Kuchar, he's missed a couple cuts. His numbers, his scoring is kind of down. You know, when he first came out of college... Remember when he won the U.S. Amateur and everyone was talking about him? I think he even won it twice. I, I don't feel like he's that guy. Now, I could probably play him in a GPP. He could win this tournament, but, boy, $7,800 is a lot to pay when I've got better golfers who are playing better at less price. Yeah. I mean, you could even fill in. There's some cheap guys. There's some guys who are cheap out there. Real cheap, um, man. Real cheap. Brian Harmon is a guy, you know, who can who can do well here. He's super cheap. Um, he hasn't played well here. Um, he doesn't do well in strokes gained total. That's a stat category where he's kind of faltered, especially at this event over the past five years. But he's somebody you could sneak into some GPPs. Uh, last year's event had some awful weather. Um, they had to play like two rounds on Sunday. Right, I remember that. So, so you know, you could see some issues. Tiger had and Tiger had some some bad holes on the back nine. Um, Justin Thomas blew a, a, a four-stroke lead uh, to lose to JB Holmes, who you know, in addition to being one of the, the most hated golfers, is also by far the slowest on tour and this is a course that's been played a little bit by slow play um so we'll see how that factors in that makes sense yeah slow players are a bane to most golfers but that's why he does it <laughs> that's, that's the mental part of this game too and if you don't have 
that thing between your ears, you're in big, big trouble on a golf course, especially on Sunday. Um, you know who I like to is Shez Revy. Is it is that how I say his name? Shay Revy. Yeah, I see. I think it's 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 Chez Revy, maybe Revy. Mm-hmm. His name doesn't come up. I think it's Revy, but it doesn't come up a lot because he hasn't played. He hasn't played great in in a few weeks. Um, he had a nice stretch there for a while at the end of uh, 2019, um, where he was really up there in the, on the leaderboard a lot. Um, another guy to look at is Scotty Scheffler, who only had one appearance here and didn't make the cut, but he's popping on all my models as a guy to look at. Uh, complete game, and really doesn't doesn't care about the 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 you know the tougher fields. I think he he's looking for his opportunity to set his name apart a little bit. That does make sense. What about Vaughn Taylor? He's another name well, that I've seen a little bit this week. Yeah, good track record here. Um, and certainly a guy who, you know, has a lot of experience uh, on the course. Um, not an exciting guy to roster, but again, a guy who seems to come up a lot in my GPPs. Um, if we're looking for some bomb and gouge guys, the uh, long-distance man, Cameron Champ, is a guy to possibly consider. Uh, nobody's going to be playing him. He's had some really terrible finishes. He's really always a boomer bust GPP play because he's either he's either contender and he's missing the cut. And Champ is one of those guys, especially if you're in, in the, the low-stakes events, you might want to throw him in a bunch of GPPs because he, he's a guy who can finish in the top five. Yes, he is, but he hits the ball a long way. Sometimes it gets rewarded and sometimes it doesn't. This is an event that it could, though. I mean, we're not saying that it will, but it could. Yeah, yeah. Could work out for even a guy as cheap as Sam Burns, too, who uh, tends to show up in some of those driving distance models. Um, but it's weird because you can see, like you mentioned before with Furyk, you can see different types of golfers do well here. Even a guy like Steve Stricker, I wouldn't even count him out. He's He gets the invite from Tiger. Tiger handpicked this field, and he, he's good friends with Stricker. Um, that's a guy, he's like dirt cheap, almost min price. So as a last piece for a, a, a multi-entry GPP, I don't even hate that. I don't even hate Strix. I don't hate Rory Sabatini either. He's 6900 It might be a little high, might be pricey. But he's someone who could do some damage too. You know, these Europeans, they don't you don't see them often in America. But when you see them, they usually do pretty well. He's one of them, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he's on the list of, of, of Euro guys who could do well here. Um and I'm also looking at a lot of these Korean golfers because uh the Kukui is actually used uh in Korea, um, on a lot of the courses there. So Sung Kang is, is a guy who's 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 useful. Um, he plays well here. Uh, it's, yeah, again, similar turf to those native grasses. So he's got plenty of upside, uh, at just 6,700 on DraftKings. And he's super cheap on FanDuel too. On FanDuel, he's a guy who, I mean, you could put Sung Kang and, and, and a bunch of studs in your lineup, uh, cause he's only 7,500 on FanDuel. And that's, that's like 500 more than the men. Luke List is another one who could probably do well in this event, and he's only $6,600. Yeah, he's, he's played well here. Um, he's made a couple cuts recently. He, he made the cut at the Farmers, finished tied for 36, and he, he did okay at the Waste Management, tied for 25th. And he's another golfer. Once he gets hot, he does well. He, 
he was one of the hottest golfers in DFS a couple of years ago. And, you know, since then it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but he's a guy that, that at 6,600 is, is perfect fodder for GPPs. Any last minute, last second advice before we say goodbye to these nice folks? Um, I would say, uh, yeah, do your research on surfaces. Um, don't be afraid to, to roster guys like, uh, Justin Rose, uh, just because he missed a cut, you know, don't necessarily look at those game logs because it, it when it comes down to surface, as we talked to you before, that's kind of the most important factor on this course. Um, guys who play well here and, you know, have some, have some history on the golf course. Those are good. That's good advice. You know, my best advice for you all out there, besides obviously listening to this podcast, is checking out our coverage. We have probably as much, if not more, DFS golf coverage than any other daily fantasy sports site around. Nineteen ninety nine gets you everything that we have to offer, including NBA projections. We have great NHL content. We have fantastic sports betting content. So come aboard. Join us. Come visit us in the Discord with your membership, of course, and we'll make you money. For Antonio Darkangelis, I'm Phil Nasons. Thanks for listening to the Wind Daily Podcast.